Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. I hope that you are having a great day. All right. Man, hey, we have some, seriously, we have some pretty loyal listeners here on the podcast. Um, If you're a regular listener, thank you. Thanks for listening. Um, It really amazes me. I mean, when I, I just did it, I just clicked record and, and I'll record and then in a few minutes I'll publish and, and then uh, I'll walk away. Right. And then within a few days, if I log back in and look at the stats or when I come back on in a week to record another podcast episode, I'll be like, wow, like, I, I can't believe that. Like, I can't believe that many people are giving me the honor of letting me speak into their lives. All right. Now, this is not a top 10 podcast. Like I am not competing with the ladies of the office, right? Have you seen Angela, friends of the office, right? Angela and, Pam have their own podcast. I'm not competing with the ladies of the office. I'm not even competing with one of my favorite podcasts, the Tim Ferriss show. Because obviously there's fewer people in the world who are trying to raise money for nonprofits than there are fans of the office. But yeah, it amazes me. All right, some of you know how this podcast started. All right, now these are my loyal listeners who may know this story. Um, If you've not heard the story before, like five years ago, yeah, or more, we we were revamping, we were sort of starting over um, with our business. I, I've been consulting for 15 years, but we were sort of starting over. And uh, I had a major guest fundraiser Facebook page and I would do these Facebook lives and there'd be like two people watching. But this was my like this was my attitude with two people. I was like, man, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm sticking with it. Consistency, that's how you build something. Uh, there's this. Have you heard this Denzel Washington speech that's making the rounds? It's a commencement address. There's like a very short snippet that has been making the rounds. Um, And there's this great line where he says, dreams without goals are just dreams. And ultimately, they feel disappointment. On the road to achieving your dreams, you must apply discipline, but more importantly, consistency. Because without commitment, you'll never start, but without consistency, You'll never finish. All right. I I can't. I I think this is so true. Dreams without goals are just dreams. 
And yes, ultimately, they do feel disappointment. On the road to achieving your dreams, you must apply discipline and consistency. Consistency. All right, we could we could dissect this whole quote, but consistency. Uh, when we were living in Guatemala, the phrase was poco a poco, right? Little by little. On the podcast, you may have heard me talk about moving buckets. I used to want to move mountains. And I, I believed that I could move mountains. But I have lost some, not all, I have lost some of the optimism of my youth. Uh, I am old enough to have lost a little faith, a little faith in myself anyway. And I am no longer sure that I can move mountains, but I can move buckets. Bucket by bucket, poco a poco, I can move mountains. And so, right, going back to those Facebook lives, I was like, I don't care if only two people are watching. I don't care. I'm going to be consistent. Because on the road to achieving your dreams, you must apply discipline, but more importantly, consistency. Because without commitment, you'll never start. But without consistency, you'll never finish. So. Like, I may not be good, but I can be consistent. But my wife, my wife was like, you should start a podcast. Or here's the story of how the podcast started. My wife was like, you should start a podcast. I didn't want to start a podcast in part because I didn't think that I was ready to commit to being consistent with a podcast. My wife kept encouraging me to do it. Every few weeks or every few months, she would mention you should do a podcast. I would blow it off. and then. She just stopped talking about it. And then one day I get an email from someone, someone saying, hey, Clark, could you please email me that thing that you mentioned in episode 15 of the podcast? And I was like, podcast? I don't even have a podcast. Like, who is this person? And why are they asking me for a resource on my podcast? What are they talking about? And what was going on is that my wife had been ripping the audio from those Facebook lives and had been publishing a podcast. So the Major Guest Fundraiser podcast, we actually had I don't know, 15 or 20 episodes before I even knew we had a podcast. All right, if you go back and you listen to some of those early episodes, you may hear me refer to them as Facebook Lives, or you may hear me say like, we're live or whatever, things like that. They're Like if you actually really listen to them, you can hear that they're not recorded as podcasts. And now, here we are. We've been at this for a few years. I've been pretty consistent, although I have taken a couple of extended breaks. But we've been pretty consistent, and we have built a bit of a community. we produced some really incredible programs, some courses, some resources. And there's a few hundred people. Maybe you're one of them. There's a few hundred people out there who every time I publish a new episode, there, maybe you're one of those few hundred people who within a few days of me publishing the podcast, you listen and, and more listen over time. And as I record this today, I, I know that within a few days, there's going to be a few hundred people who will have listened and it blows me away. And I, I guess 
it says something about me that I put this stuff out there, but it also says something about you, right? It, like if you're one of those couple of hundred, this is you consistently doing the work of becoming a great fundraiser by being one of those few hundred people who's consistently listening every time an episode comes out. Uh, now, if you listen to the intro to this podcast, right, right, where Monica's talking, it's been a while since I've listened to it, but every now and then I will hear like a little bit of it. Uh, but I do know that in the intro, she talks about, I think she uses the term tribe. Um, she talks about the tribe that we're building, right? We are building a community. It's people who aspire to be in the top 5% of their field. Like people who want to be excellent. I mean, sure, yes, you want to raise more money, right? Like you want to raise more money, of course you do. But I think our tribe, all right, maybe there are people who listen to this um, podcast and use these techniques who just want to raise more money. But I really think our tribe is not just people who want to figure out hacks to raise more money. It's people who are committed to excellence. It's people who respect craft. It's people who love their donors. People who want to know that they're among the best and that they're and that they treat fundraising as a, an act of service to their donors and to their organizations, their cause. Um, and and they they want to be great, right? They want to be excellent, but the additional money they raise is like the icing on the cake. I think that's our tribe. So I got into fundraising at an early age college. And very early on, I had mentors who helped steer me in the right direction. And I was also fortunate enough to have my first job, the actual first job I had in development, to be with an organization that really valued training. Like back then, I had a, a corporate credit card. And if I went and I spent 200 bucks on books at Barnes and Noble, like my boss gave me two thumbs up right? He, he valued personal development, professional development. We went to seminars, had experts in our office. Like I had great um, mentors in my office, went to seminars. We had the right tools given to us for success. And because I stayed with that organization for a while, and that organization was investing in me, and I, I was as I prospered, the organization prospered. Okay. So what was I doing right in order to prosper? I, okay, so I talk about filling your funnel. If you hang out with me long enough and we get talking about those first few years in, in my first development job, filling my funnel or filling my pipeline. And man, for a, for a couple of years, I did tons and tons. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of discovery meetings. So the whole point of a discovery meeting is to discover whether or not the person you are meeting with is a prospective major donor. And I found lots that were, or lots that I thought were, I found some that weren't, maybe some, maybe some that I wrote off too quickly, right? And the ones who I had that discovery meeting with and I discovered, yes, I believe this person is a prospective major donor. Those people I met with again and again. And those were my cultivation meetings. And then some of those 
We eventually had solicitation meetings, right? And then some of those, we eventually had stewardship meetings. Um, but I met with lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of donors, right? Lots and lots of meetings. And right through having lots and lots of meetings, I began to build a pool of qualified prospects. I cultivated those prospects. I asked strategic questions and listened the gift, right? And in time, I was soliciting and closing big gifts. And if you're nervous about how this process works, and, and I'm talking about all the time and investment that it, it takes to, to do that, right? You should email me and you should ask me for our scorecard where, where you can score points every month. And those points are, are on things where I'm like, hey, if you will score 100 points doing these things, like in time, yes, I promise you will be successful. And I did that, right? I scored my points. And by the time I was 25 years old, for the very first time, I was uttering these words to someone, right? Where I'm saying like, and to help us accomplish this important work, I'd like you to consider a gift of $1 million. Right? So I, I became the deputy director of a historic presidential home, Rancho del Cielo, home of the 40th President of the United States, Ronald Reagan. The ranch, right? Ranch was his home for nearly a quarter of a century. And, and we did some amazing stuff there. Uh, and I was part of the team. And it was an incredible team. Um, as a consultant, I, it's been 15 years since I left the ranch. As a consultant, I have trained hundreds of professional fundraisers. I, I think one thing that's different about us, a major guest fundraiser versus a lot of other consultants, is how we are still very much engaged in the fundraising process. Like I've participated in more than 2,000 individual donor meetings, and I've raised hundreds of millions of dollars, and we've worked with all sorts of organizations like animal rescues and educational foundations and colleges and universities and humanitarian projects and historic properties and political and environmental causes. But uh, like I've known some consultants and it's been 20 years since they were on a discovery meeting, right? And like I've been on discovery meetings this year. And, and yes, I mean, I've closed big gifts, but I also know that in fundraising, so often it is not a question of what have you done for me, but what have you done for me lately? Can anyone can you relate? You like closed a hundred thousand dollar gift six months ago, and you feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure on me at work because it's been six months since I closed a gift. Right. So that's that's where we're at, right? Um so I've I've been in the nonprofit world my entire adult life, primarily working in fundraising and in development. And here's what I have figured out. Um, what people need is not is what people need is not an inspiring talk on fundraising. Like this podcast. I I mean, you hear a talk, you go to a lecture, you go to a seminar, and it's great, but you you need more than brilliant words. You need a plan. and you need actionable steps to get you where you need to be. And then you need someone who can help you implement the plan, or at least hold you accountable to implement the plan. And giving you one puzzle piece 
doesn't doesn't help a whole lot either, right? Like what good is one puzzle piece? You need all of the puzzle pieces, right? And a picture of how you're going to put those together. So honestly, I get a lot of emails from people who are emailing me and they are looking for a puzzle piece. I'm talking about something on the podcast, right? And that's something that I'm talking about on that particular day, on that particular podcast episode. That is the piece they're looking for. And we have lots of resources that I talk about on the podcast. But none of these things, like none of them are alone are the thing that's going to change your life or help you raise more money or be in the top 5% or whatever it is for you. And, and if I'm talking about something today that it's the piece that you need, like, awesome, email me. But do you, do you know what the puzzle looks like that you're trying to put together? Um, I can get you closing major gifts, right? I, I want you to have great relationships with major donor prospects, but not just, not just closing gifts, but I want you to know where your next gift is going to come from and your next gift and your next gift because you, you're working at a system and you have great relationships. And, and yes, you want strong and healthy and meaningful donor relationships, right? Not just people who you can call up and shake down for money. So in 2008, when I left the Reagan Ranch and we had a great fundraising system there, what I started doing back in 2008 was I started going to other organizations and sharing with them. I, what I was really doing was sharing pieces. And I'd, I'd work with an organization and help them upgrade their stewardship program, or I would help them upgrade their thank you process, or I would help them uh, prepare for and script meetings or know how to ask strategic questions and all, right, all these things. I'd work with an organization and we'd, right, we'd talk about how to get more, get more meetings, right? How to inc increase your close ratio on getting meetings. Um, Right. I, I ran seminars on how to ask for gifts and how to close gifts. And it was all great. And the organizations that I that were bringing me, I thought it was great because they would pay me thousands of dollars to bring me in. And then often six months later, they'd bring me back in again. Right. And the reason they bring me back in is because of the stuff that I taught them worked and they wanted more of it. Right. Uh, but over time, a few of the organizations I worked with, they started raising not just a little bit more money, but exponentially more money. And what I realized over time, as I thought about this, as I, I was like, what's going on? Why did these organizations stop? Like, go, why did they go from marginal growth to exponential growth? And it was because they had all the pieces, right? The What's the line from Aristotle, right? The, the, um, the sum... I always mess up this line from Aristotle. This, like, if you, all the pieces are valuable, but if you put them all together, they are exponentially more valuable, right? The sum is greater than the whole of the parts or something like that. I always botch it, but you get the idea, right? And all of the puzzle pieces together, right? That is our program peak performance fundraising, which, I mean, seriously, go to majorguestfundraiser.com and click on the button to watch the trailer for peak performance fundraising. So, and the reason I'm bringing this up today is because for some reason, something I've been talking about on the podcast or where people are landing 
in in the podcast like some people are deep diving as past few weeks i have gotten a bunch of emails a lot of emails from people asking for resources all right maybe you are listening to this podcast and you are one of those people right who has emailed me and asked me for a resource for a puzzle piece right and you can vouch for me right hopefully i said this when i emailed you if not i meant to right but i i admire people who listen to the podcast because you are the kind of people who are trying to get better at your craft you treat it as a craft. And I admire people who, who email me and ask me for a resource because you've moved from passively listening to actively requesting. Like you have to email me and ask me to send you something, right? You are asking for a gift. So I like I admire you. And and I admire the people who go all in with peak performance, the ones who are like, peak performance, what's that? Because I want to be a peak performer. All right, so you have, I think, I think you have this goal of being great, of being a peak performance fundraiser. You're not going to get there by accident. You will get there on purpose. And and I'm telling you, if you you make that your purpose, if you make that your aim, you will get there. Um, In Tahoe, this has bugged me for years, all right. we're living in Alabama now, but we still have our place in Tahoe. And when we used to live in Tahoe or when we're there now and we're pretending to live there, people will, you'll meet people at the beach or wherever and, or on the chairlift when you're skiing and you're like, yeah, I live here. And they're like, oh, Tahoe, it's so amazing. You're so lucky to live here. And I'm like, Luck, it's not luck, baby. I got here on purpose. Oh, I didn't get here by accident. I got here on purpose. This is this is personal development 101, professional development 101, right? Earl Nightingale, my one of my mentors who I never met, right? You become what you think about most of the time, or as I like to put it, I become what I think about most of the time. Or backing up even more, going to to William James, if you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it only, right? If you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it, provided that you don't at the same time wish for a hundred thousand other incompatible things. Know what you want, set your course. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Hey, if seriously, if I can be helpful to you, I've probably scared you. You're you're like, wait, I can't email Clark because he's gonna think I'm just asking him for a puzzle piece when I shouldn't really be going all in. No, like I, I think one thing we're good at is we meet people where they're at. They're just our little firm, right? We're scrappy, we're understanding, and we meet you where you are. So please do email me. The email, by the way, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. By the way, I could end this podcast with just like 30 by the ways. Do Do you believe I have the capacity to do that? I know you do. I have a lot of words. Have you noticed this? Um, 
question for you. Have we connected on social media? All right, we're going to start using these things a bit more. I have posted on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram a bit. Um, but we're going to start using all these things a bit more. LinkedIn, YouTube Shorts, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Reels. Um, now, one of the things that bugs me about big corporations is when they post, uh, you'll walk into a business, like uh, we were in Starbucks recently, and Starbucks had to sign up with like the social media icons, and it says, let's be friends. And I'm like, no, you, you don't want to be my friend. Like You want to broadcast to me. For you, this is just a channel. Right, even even my church in Alabama, and my church in Alabama is a huge church, and they say the same thing. They've got these icons up, right, uh, in the lobby of the church. They say, "Let's be friends," and I comment on the stuff that my church posts, and I have never gotten a comment back. And I'm like, "You don't, you don't want to be friends. You just want to broadcast to me." So it's a pet peeve. I am not going to treat, I will not treat, I do not treat our social media channels that way, right? Um, so it's super inefficient, right, for, for me to tell you on the podcast, for example, super inefficient for me to um, say, email me for resources, email me for my list of 57 ways to think and steward the donor, email me for my list of strategic questions, super inefficient for me to have you email me. But actually, having you email me directly for resources is very effective if the goal is relationship, if I actually want to be in relationship with you. Right? All right. That Okay, we could go into that another day. I'm really going to stop there. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. All right. Monica here again. If you like what you heard on this podcast, you'll love our online training programs. You can complete our online training programs at your own pace and you can watch or listen to them from any device. And unlike that last conference you attended, the challenge questions and action steps that come with each of our modules will give you concrete things you can do today to level up as a fundraiser. You'll raise more money than ever before by developing deeper donor relationships than you ever thought possible. So head over to majorguestfundraiser.com to buy now. Thanks for listening.